Good evening. This is the Tomorrow Christian Today, reading Exodus 19 in the NLT. I saw a video where the guy says, I have to believe, and he's talking about a theory in Christianity. And you know what? I don't have to believe any hermeneutic from anybody. I don't have to believe it to be a Christian. You know what I got to do? I got to trust in God, lean not under my own understanding, trust in Jesus, and trust that the Bible is the Word of God. And try to practice the faiths, the fruits of the Spirit. That's what I got to do. When somebody tells me I got to believe the way they believe, I absolutely refuse to do that. And I would tell every Christian, think for yourself. You can listen to my, um, quote, rantings, unquote. And you can listen to my opinion, agree with my opinion, totally discard my opinion. It is my opinion. It is my hermeneutic. And everybody has an opinion. And the problem is, is that we take too many opinions from, quote, religious leaders who are men like ourselves. And Jesus said, you follow the commandments of men in Mark 7, 7. You can always listen to your pastor. You can always listen to an elder. You can always listen to advice from someone. And you follow it if you and the Holy Spirit think it's a good idea. But when someone tells you, you got to believe the same hermeneutic that they have right off the bat to be a Christian, don't bother with them. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you so much. Help, help uh, us to be not quarrelsome, but meek people, but who think and who put ourselves under your power. <coughs> Pardon. Under what you want us to think. Under what you want us to do. Christianity has been hijacked by people's prayer, by people's pride, entitlement, and ego. And it's time to take all that from out from under there and put it back under your subjection and under your holy word and not books about the Bible and not other people's opinions about the Bible, no matter how, how many degrees they have or how many PhDs they have. It's to be meek and to be humble and to be teachable and to be malleable, but to listen to you and the Father first. I pray in the name of Christ. Amen. Exodus 19. It says the Lord reveals himself at Sinai. Exactly two months after the Israelites left Egypt, they arrived in the wilderness of Sinai. After breaking camp at Rephidim, they came to the wilderness of Sinai and set up camp there at the base of Mount Sinai. So it was actually two months. So that puts a real timeline on it. So two months they're at Mount Sinai. Then Moses climbed the mountain to appear before God. The Lord called to him from the mountain and said, Give these instructions to the family of Jacob, announce it to the descendants of Israel, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians. You know how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on earth. For all the earth belongs to me, and yours will be my kingdom of priests, my holy nation. This is the message you have given to the people, must give to the people of Israel. I know that also God says to also the Gentiles in Second Peter 2, he says, you must be a holy priesthood, a holy nation to me. So God wants us all to be priests. He wants us to be holy and to be holy just like he is holy. As David Parson says, we have become too pally with God. So Moses, re so Moses returned from the mountain and called together the elders of the people and told them everything the Lord had commanded him. And all the people responded together, we will do everything the Lord has commanded. So Moses brought the people's answer back to the Lord. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will come to you in a thick cloud, Moses, so the people themselves can hear me when I speak with you. They will always trust you. Moses told the Lord what the people had said. 
Then the Lord told Moses, go down and prepare the place for my arrival. Consecrate them today and tomorrow and have them wash their clothing. Be sure they are ready on the third day, for on that day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai as all the people watch. Mark off a boundary all across around the mountain. See, the Lord is holy. He says, you must be holy as I'm holy. He's holy. Like they can't even touch the mountain. You know, warn the people, be careful. Do not go up on the mountain or even touch its boundaries. You know, God chooses to live among his creatures, but 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 he's not one of us. He's, a, he's the creator. He's holy. He's in a category all by himself. I, we have to have respect for God. And I think people just don't seem to have respect for God. They don't have respect for God. They don't have respect for each other. YouTube is full of people yelling at each other. Uh, social media should be anti-social media. People screaming and calling each other names. They actually can't even have a conversation. They're just like a bunch of children when they don't get their way as name calling. I'm, the world is devolving into narcissism where it's like a bunch of kids. Me, me, me. Look at me, me, me. Look at me, me, me. I want my way. I want my way. I want my way. Wah, wah, wah. This is how adults are talking to each other. Not kids. Adults. Anyone who touches the mountain will certainly be put to death. No hand may touch the person or animal that, draws, that crosses the boundary. Instead, stone them or shoot them with arrows. They must be put to death. However, when the ram's horn sounds a long blast, then the people may go up on the mountain. So Moses went down to the people. He consecrated them for worship and they washed their clothes. He told them, get ready for the third day and then abstain from all uh, having um, sexual relations. On the morning of the third day, thunder roared and lightning flashed and a dense cloud came down the mountain. There was a long, loud blast from a ram's horn and all the people trembled. So, you know, this is the third day and this is happening in concrete reality. You know, this is happening in the reality that we see. The old covenant seems to be the concrete reality, the reality we see. And it's a symbol for what happened in the new covenant, which is in the heart. A change occurred in the heart. Jesus rose on the third day. He was holy, uh, but, but uh, uh, just a few people saw, just a few people were there. Uh, the angels saw him rise and, you know, we, they saw the risen Christ, but nobody saw this event. Nobody was inside the tomb when he came back to life. They probably would have been blasted away by the holiness. There was a loud, long blast from a ram's horn and all the people trembled. Moses led them out from the camp to meet with God and they stood at the foot of the mountain. All of Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord had descended on it in the form of fire. God is made of fire. I mean, he's, he's the light of eternal mind, but you know, on this planet, he's like fire. So do the holy people live in the fire or do the unholy people live in the fire forever? That's always my question when people say about being in the fire forever. It seems to me the holy people are the ones who live in the fire because the fire doesn't consume them. The fire consumes sin. It destroys that which is unholy. When you put an unholy person inside in the presence of a holy God, that person gets smoked. The smoke built into the sky like smoke from a brick kiln and the whole mountain shook violently. As the blast of the ram's horn grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God thundered his reply. The Lord came down on the top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses climbed the mountain. 
Then the Lord told Moses, Go back down and warn the people not to break through the boundaries to see the Lord, or they will die. So God loves these people. He'd be telling them, Don't come close to me. I'm holy. You know, it's like walking right up to the sun, the S-U-N. You're going to just fry. Even the priests who regularly come near to the Lord must purify themselves so the Lord does not break out and destroy them. So break out. That's exactly what's going to happen in Revelation 1-7 and Revelation 19-11. That's what's going to happen, right? So it says God doesn't want them to have sin on them. He wants them to be clean because he doesn't want his essence to break them out. This is what it says in Revelation 19.19. It says, Revelation 19.15, From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, because the nations are sinful. And he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. God is essence. He's purity. He's holiness. He's, he's, he's pure. And he, his very essence judges sin and destroys sin. That's why we need a savior. That's why we need a mediator between us and God. Because we still have sin in us, but because of Jesus, God views us as sinless. He doesn't break out against us. But Lord, Moses protested, the people cannot come up to Mount Sinai. You already warned us. You told me, mark off a boundary all around the mountain to set it apart as holy. But the Lord said, go down and bring Aaron back up with you. In the meantime, do not let the priests or the people break through to approach the Lord or he will break out and destroy them. So Moses went down to the people and told them what the Lord had said. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs>